Welcome to the Shift Method Podcast. I'm your host, Coach D. My goal is to shift the culture of health and fitness through evidence-based coaching and engaging content for the public and health fitness professionals alike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. What's good, everyone? Coach D here with the Shift Method Podcast. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Hey, it's the holidays, y'all. By the time this is coming out on Monday, the 18th of December, uh, this will probably be the last podcast of the year. So for those who are celebrating, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate at all, just take this time to relax, spend some good time with friends and family, eat some good food, get some movement in, and of course, preparing for the new year. But again, this is going to be episode number 56, last one of 2023. With me, I got another coach from Johnny O's Gym. I told you I'm going to make it through everyone. Make sure I show some love, show some support to all the awesome trainers we have out there. This is someone who I probably have known since I think the first day I've been there. I think I've seen her. Um, she's either just being a badass and helping clients out or doing handstands. It, she's doing something that's pretty damn athletic pretty much the entire time I see her. And uh, that's my good friend, Ray Ray Phillips. Ray Ray, do you mind just introducing yourself to the people, please? What's up, guys? My name is Ray Ray Phillips. I am a trainer at Johnny O's Gymnasium, one of the best facilities probably in the South Florida area. I absolutely love working there. I used to be a college athlete. I, as Damien said, I'm always doing handstands, used to be a gymnast. So I love just being fit, being in the gym. I love being able to help people on their journey. You know, this is the only body we got. So I just want to see people be the best versions of themselves. Absolutely, man. And like Rayma said, for if you're just listening, you can't tell. She's shredded, man. Rayma is fit. She walks the <laughs> walk. Her. She talks the talk. Look at them guns, man. Come on. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, we Rayma. work out a little bit. That's right. Ray gets after it, y'all. So definitely someone worth checking out. You know, I, when we get to the end, I'll be sure to plug everything with her so y'all can check out some of her content. Does really good coaching. Does some group fitness classes too at Johnny O's. So we'll chat all about that. Um, but this is going to be fun for me too because a lot of times, you know, we talk with coaches day to day. I get to know a little bit about their lives, but don't always get the opportunity to dive too deeply into them. So I'm going to get to learn a lot about Ray just as y'all are who are listening at home or wherever you are. So Ray, kind of just want to learn a little bit about your background. I know you, like you mentioned, you have a little bit of a athletic background. Um, yep. but how exactly did you like get into fitness personally for yourself? So for myself, you know, I was, I've always been an athlete. I, from the time I was like a little baby child, I was a competitive gymnast for 12 years. And so I did that, but because of some injuries, I ended up stopping that and switching over to track and fields. Um, it wasn't easier on my body, <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. So I ran D2 track in college, 100 meter hurdles, 200, 400. And, you know, I was always in the gym trying to get that progress. But after I stopped track, I wanted to learn how to better take care of my body. Because again, as I was saying before, I got injured in gymnastics and I got injured in track and fields. And the more I started to learn more about my body, I realized that a lot of these things are preventable. A lot of these things if I just knew how to properly recover my body, knew how to do the uh, preventative exercises, knew how to do the proper technique on the exercises and the movements, I wouldn't be getting injured in the first place. And so that's kind of why I wanted to get into fitness for myself. Also, because I love being fit and I love working out. I always say fitness is not like going to the gym isn't just something you do. It's a lifestyle that you live. Mm -hmm. You know, me personally, I stopped lifting weights about a year ago, but I didn't let that stop me. So I do all body weight exercises. I roll a blade, I run, I do jujitsu, um, you know, crank out my pull-ups every day. And I'm constantly getting moving, showing people that fitness is something that you can do everywhere, not just in your home or like in a gym. You can literally make it part of your lifestyle and something that you have to live by. So it's really amazing. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just taking down some notes. These are some awesome things. Remind me, you're originally from, is it Connecticut? Connecticut. Hey, yes. there, we go. Connecticut. there we go. What was yeah. it like growing up there, man? That's probably, I haven't uh, been, but I imagine a big difference uh, in being in South Florida. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs of Connecticut in almost like a farm town on an Indian reservation or a Native nope. American reservation. I'm sorry. But um, I absolutely, it was okay. It was okay. Let me, <laughs> let me be honest. It was okay. Uh, you know, growing up there, I was actually a super, super quiet kid. Like I didn't talk to nobody. Like I just, I was very, very reserved. I actually went to culinary school up there. So instead of going to regular high school, I went to culinary school instead. So I did that for four years, which was a lot of fun. Um, it was quiet. Like, I don't even know what to say because there's not much in Connecticut. It was fine. You know, Tell me you're a chef too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I can chef up you a can little throw bit. it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just made some brownies, you know. So, hold so on. if Gordon Ramsay comes over your house, he gets a flat tire. He comes over, you're the closest house. And he's like, he's like, I'm starving. You know, I'm going to fix my tire, but can you, can you give me Ooh. something to eat? What, what are you cooking up for Chef Ramsey? Honestly, my to go to like, I don't know, impress meals. I always go for Thanksgiving food or like Christmas food. Like the ones okay. you have like, yeah. because I always say it because I can make all these fancy foods, but traditionally, like I would say when I get home from work, I'm not going to go home and cook like a five course meal. So right, they're right. meals that I made growing up that my mom used to cook. Those are the foods I cook. So I'll probably make him some big mac and cheese because you can never go wrong with big mac and cheese. Can't go wrong. Homemade mashed potatoes. Mm. You can never go wrong with mashed potatoes. Um, what else do I put in there? I like a nice rice pilaf. You always have to throw some rice in there. Um, just because I am a trainer, so I'm going to put something healthy. Maybe some broccoli. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and I love brownies and cookies, so I'll probably have some of those for desserts. I'm a pastry girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that'll probably the big mac and cheese is a must. And then probably some type of like chicken or steak for like the protein in there. But I keep it simple, but like good. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like I always say this, I don't like going to fancy restaurants mm -hmm. because I feel like it gets too fancy. Like I'm just like, ah, like it tastes good, yes. Yeah, yeah. But like give me a nice burger and fries and I'll be happy. So like some rice, some mac and cheese, like that always makes my day. And it has I to be big mac and cheese. That. I don't like the water stuff. No, That's no, no. Not I it. feel you on that, man. Like it's I can appreciate fancy food, especially if it's good. Like I get it. It's oh the, yeah. It's the culinary arts, right? There's an artistic flair. But like you said, man, like give me a good steak, give me a good like mm -hmm. piece of chicken with some veggies and rice, but like do it really well. To me, no, that's exactly. like my go-to. Exactly. Like whatever you cook, cook it well and I'll be happy because like all the extra stuff, man, I'm not trying to pay like 200 bucks for a meal. I can't even like pronounce the name. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't need that. Like, you know? Absolutely, so, dude. Absolutely. You know, but it's good. So growing up there is nice. And it was like interesting because half the year I was in culinary and then half the year, you know, math, science, English, all the fun stuff. So, you know, it was different being in that environment, but I liked it. So I was with the same 12 people for four years. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. You get sick of them fast. <laughs> I was going to say you either love them or hate them at that point. Yeah. It depends on the day. It was kind of like siblings, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you love them. Sometimes you're like, why are you even here today? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, it worked out well. I liked it. I can cook. So it's a good skit. It's a universal skill, man. It is. I feel like everyone should know how to cook for themselves. 1, you know, you don't have to get fancy with it, but just like the basics, chicken, 
veggies, rice, pasta, and you can make a thousand different things. You just it's switch one, it up. It's one of those things like I, I do like to cook too. I'm not a fancy cook. Yes. But I make a few things I think pretty good in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. so cool to take relatively raw or ingredients that aren't very good on their own, or maybe you can even eat them on their own. And in like 10 to 30 minutes, you can make something that's delicious. It fuels you. And if you make it for others, it can like be this really cool bonding thing. Mm -hmm. So like, to me, it's like this direct, like line of serotonin and happiness where it's like, I'm having a good time or I'm helping other people have a good time with my hands like that. It's so cool. You can create that. Yeah. I feel like it's like, training too in a sense because it's like you're taking all these raw parts of a person and putting them together and yeah the excitement that you get when someone does something for the first time that they couldn't do when they first started it's like ah yeah yeah <laughs> like you get you get so excited so yeah but it, it's awesome like you know i made some brownies earlier today i love brownies so i like to treat myself and you got flour you got your eggs you know you mm-hmm. got your oils and all that fun stuff if you put a spoon there and ate it it would be disgusting, probably get sick, but somehow, some way it turns into this delectable treat that we cannot only have one. We have to have at least three or four. Like, oh, you yeah. Know, so. oh yeah. Ray, yeah. I got this one down right now, girl. I, I've made it twice now and it, it might be like one of my favorite cookies. I'm a peanut butter cookie person by heart, but <sighs> I, I saw online about two months ago. It's a, yeah. um, iced chai cookie. So you make it basically kind of like a snickerdoodle, but you put uh, chai tea, like ground uh, tea leaves from like a Tazo tea or whatever. You mix it in, you roll it around in uh, cinnamon sugar and you bake them and you make like this like chai, like spice glaze that you put on top of them. Dude, it's dangerous. Really good. So baseball is Tuesday. I'm going to get Tuesday. I'm going to get some cookies. You know, maybe, maybe I will bring some cookies. Yeah, I'll bring some brownies. If you okay. bring some, you Let, let's I mean? let's so, let's make it. Let's bring some baked goods into Johnny. No, Ozzie. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the Boston tomorrow. But I have like I made um a whole bunch of them today, so I'll bring them in. Okay. So that's what's and, up, girl. Yeah, I feel like it'll also those cookies will give me like a burst of energy. I don't know. Are they caffeinated? I mean, it is from black tea, so yeah. I imagine there's some amount of caffeine. I don't know what the serving is because I, put, <laughs> I think I put like four tea bags in the entire batch and it makes like three or four dozen cookies, but yeah. maybe it does give you a little kick, right? Yeah, Caffeinated cookies. Pre-workout cookies. Like, That's right, know. man. That's right. <laughs> like that and the sugar will give you a nice like uh, sugar high. You imagine that no, someone's like, what are you doing? It's like, no, nah, bro, just pre-workout. Just, you don't know? <laughs> Business idea. Ooh. I'm, I'm gonna cut that Ooh, so people don't. We heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one else heard that. <laughs> we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it caffeinated cookies. Caffeinated cookies. Oh. Ooh. Okay, let's switch topics. We'll talk about this. We'll talk. Watch about out, crumble. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope, man. And then, so yeah. after culinary school, did you then come down here to Lynn to do your your track and field, or how'd you get into track and field? No, I actually so I ran track and field in college. I did club and I ran for my high school. Okay. Culinary school does not equal a good track team. So I had to run for a club team in order to like get my skills up and get my times down. And then from there, I went into college. I actually went to, started in Connecticut. So I went to Southern Connecticut University and I started up over there. So I was on their track team. They had a phenomenal track program. I loved it there. Um, I was, it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, and it was awesome because my freshman year, I actually didn't run it for my ACL and four tears meniscus and my MCL and it just like while just running track 
long jumping. I used to be a jumper. Oh. Yeah, so those are actually my main events. Like, I would go to nationals for long jump, triple jump, and then um, 100-meter hurdles. So I absolutely loved it. But then yeah. I blew up my knee. And so my whole freshman year, I spent literally just recovering. And I feel like without that, though, like, it sucked. Like, it was a horrible injury. Like, I don't recommend. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you can live without it. But I would say I'm thankful for it because without that injury, I would not be having the mindset that I do now, even with my training. Yeah. Because I literally had to lose everything in order to realize how much that I wanted. And it created that drive, that passion, that motivation that I – like, you know, because I was always good. So I was so used to just riding on my talents and not doing the work. Like, I would work hard, but not nearly as much as I needed to in order to get where I needed to go. So, like, when that injury happened and I had to spend a whole year watching these, my teammates do what I want to be doing, it yeah. gives you an drive. So I actually came back that following year, top hurdle on the team, third fastest girl on the team. And I just had to work my butt off that summer, but it paid off. Like, you know, that's why I say like injuries are part of the game. It's part of life. Yep. You can't dwell on it. It's how you deal with it and how, how you move forward. Like, you know, I was blessed that it happened right before I went to college. So I was actually able to work with my athletic trainers at the school to get me back into running shape. So I, which I loved because that way, like I was able to get back into track shape and not just go to like an outside PT person and just get, be able to walk again. Like, you know, right. I don't want, like, I need to get that strength up. So you know, it was a long time coming, you know, but I'm so grateful. So I did my freshman and sophomore year up there. So I ran. It was crazy, though, because I was out my freshman year. I only was able to run indoor my sophomore year. So that went pretty well. A few injuries, which kind of sucked. But again, outdoor, I was looking super good, super fast. But then COVID hit. Mm. So um, to remind you guys, I'm only 23 years old, so I'm not super um, advanced in ages. So I was in college when COVID hit. And so they sent everyone home. Like one day we were at practice, the next day they're like, hey, you gotta go. They just kicked us off campus. So um, my parents had moved down to Florida. So I went back down to Florida to be with them because like I could have stayed with my sister, but I'm like, yo, I can't quarantine in Connecticut. Like when I mean, they, they're like lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Like, you do stuck in the house, cold can't go outside nope. everything was closed no nope. jobs yeah no i'm not with it so <laughs> anyway so i came down to florida i stayed with them and i had like every single intention to go back up to connecticut like i was not planning to stay down here and covid hit and then i realized like why don't i just stay down here like you know so i on a whim literally with no it was literally just um, impulse. I was just like, I'm going to move down to Florida. So I needed a school to go to. So my brother actually got into Lynn University and I didn't feel like going through all the research and whatnot. So I'm like, just screw it. I just want a school to go to. I don't really care <laughs> at this point. Like, so I, anyway, so I transferred to Lynn University. Everything took like a week to do. It was super quick. Wow. And I moved to Boca. So literally I didn't tell anyone. Um, I just dipped I'm like, and then school year started again. They're like, where are you at? I'm like, move to South Florida, guys. <laughs> See you guys next time. But it was the best decision I ever made because I wouldn't be in the spot now. So I'm thankful for the opportunities that God gave me to just be here now and kind of like lining that up. So, and then I did, I ran track at Lynn. Um, 
they have an amazing coach now. Their track coach over there at Lynn University's now is phenomenal. But when I was there, it just wasn't it. Um, so I didn't really like the coach or the, um, at too much. So I ended up hiring my own private coach. I ran unattached down here. But then again, what I was saying before, between the injuries, between all that other stuff going on, I ended up quitting track. Mm. And it was like tough because I was like, I've always been on a team and I've always been an athlete. So to not be in a sport was, it was like crazy to me. And, you know, but I'm thankful for it. So, and then I ended up graduating from Lynn that following May, but that's how I ended up down here. Literally just, you know, it's crazy the more I think about it that I'm driving through South Florida because I never imagined myself living down here at all. Like I didn't plan any of this, even becoming a trainer. I didn't even become plan being a trainer. It was all on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely thank you for sharing. That's that's a really yeah. cool story, like how you ended up here. I definitely want to dive into your training story. Before that, correct me if sure. I'm wrong, if I heard this right, you mentioned that you have not been doing any weight training or resistance training outside mm-hmm. of Cal Stangson last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is oh, that? Yeah. I'm curious to know. So I was, again, it goes back to injuries. I was lifting heavy like all the time. And I love, and even to this day, I love lifting heavy. I, was, I love squatting. Power cleans are my favorite exercises, front squats, second. I remember favorite. you and Angie, Angie doing them all the time, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love lifting. Like, you know what I mean? I love being strong. I love looking shredded. But I was having some health things. So I wasn't taking care of my body the way I needed to take care of my body. And because of that, I was getting injured. So I wasn't eating the way I needed to eat. I wasn't nourishing my body. I wasn't sleeping enough. And I was literally just driving myself into the ground at that point. So as much gotcha. as I love to do it, I knew I, I had to take a step back. Like I was weighed like 135 pounds. I was shredded. Like you can see every single muscle in my body. And I looked amazing on the outside, but on the inside, I wasn't really happy. Right. Like, you know what I mean? My body, I was always tired. I was always fatigued. I wasn't eating. The Eating was the biggest part. Like, and I know I'm going to say this because I know a lot of females struggle with this eating enough throughout the day and the nutrients mm-hmm. that our body needs, especially the fats and the calories. Cause as women, you know, we need that fat. We need those calories in order to even function. No offense to guys, but we have more going on in here. So yep. we need Fair a, enough, a man. <laughs> talk that talk, but, Ray. Trust me. I, I, I gotta exactly tell my female so, clients all the time, man. It was a journey of having to take a step back to take care of myself. I'm like, okay, I can't just stop working out. So what can I do? So I started doing all body weight workouts. And if I did use weights, it'd be like a med ball or like a sled push something. It would be an accessory to what I'm doing. No more like heavy lifting weights. I'm like, okay, let's take a step back, see where it goes. So that summer I just did body weight training, all body weight workouts. And I got back into running. Um, I couldn't run uh, two miles without puking. Like that's like, I was a track. Okay, let me give, I was a sprinter guy. So I didn't run. <laughs> yeah. So anything got, over a mile, right? For those. No, sprinters, is that you know? anything over a mile. Accomplishment. <laughs> so I started with a mile and I started off with two miles and I was able to get those under like eight minute miles for my two mile runs. And I was just like, I could never do this before. I started eating properly. I started eating two meals a day, then like three meals a day, working myself up to like gain my appetite back. So I'm able to eat what my body needs throughout the day. I started doing my protein shakes. The weight gainers definitely helped, especially starting off because my body was just like, three meals like no we can't do that like I would literally get nauseous trying to do that so I start off with the weight gaining protein shakes that helped me to gain the calories that my body needed 
and also to expand my appetite because I needed to grow that appetite more. And so I was able to, you know, gain weight. And it was crazy because I thought that I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be as strong. This is no joke. This is the strongest my body has ever been. Oh, yeah, when you're fed, you're my entire life. Oh, yeah. The strongest I've ever been. Like my muscle growth. And now I weigh. So back in July, I was 135 pounds. In December, I weigh 155 pounds. And I'm very proud of that because like it was a journey of rebuilding. Still stacked. Still stacked. Still stacked. Yeah. <laughs> but I like showing women this too, because it's like you can be strong and fit and lean. Like I'm not super bulky and all this other crazy stuff. But just doing the bodyweight workouts, I was able to just gain that strength back. Oh, yeah. And then I started doing more things that I love to do. And this, I'm actually going to tie this in more into like the fitness of philosophy as well, because it kind of goes hand in yeah, hand, yeah. how I take care of myself. Because fitness, again, how I said before, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. And I would say that you want to do stuff that you absolutely love to do. Like, you don't have to be in the gym every single day to be a strong, fit person. Like, the majority of the workouts I do are not in the gym. Like, you know, I go to the beach. I go on sand runs. I run at my house. I rollerblade. Rollerblading is one of my most fun things to do. But because I was injured in the gym lifting heavy, I wasn't, and not taking care of myself, I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So it's getting back into what I love. So when it comes to my fitness philosophy, I would say, because a lot of my clients that I work with, I hear a very similar story. COVID happened. I stopped working out. I lost myself a little bit. What can I do to get back into it? And a lot of times I find myself giving out workout advice. So when I give workout advice, I'm like, find something that you love to do fitness wise, stick with it and use that to build that lifestyle around to get more into it. And then as you start moving more, you're going to find that you're going to want to try new things, try different things Absolutely. and appropriate things that you love to do. Because I'm telling you, if you start off doing classes and workouts that you absolutely hate, it is so hard to stay consistent with it. You have to do something that you love. You don't have to be like these Instagram models or uh, influencers on social media. Like that's what they do. Okay. Yeah. But you have to find out what works for you and not stick to the status quo. Cause you could, cause I love like given, I love weight training. I love training people to be stronger, especially in the gym and learn how to use their body properly. But I also know that you can dance, you can swim, you can rollerblade, you can run, you could skydive. Yeah. That gets probably your heart rate up. So, <laughs> so many things that you can do. And I feel like our eyes are so close fitness wise and we need to expand on what we can do to take care of ourselves. You know, there's so many different things that you can do and never count yourself short. Like, you know, this is the only body that I always tell my clients this, this is the only body that we have. We have to treat our body like it's a temple. You know, so what we put into our body um, and discount. I know I talked about how I made brownies. Okay, and that's there's nothing wrong with brownies, man. You no, gotta we gotta live. stay balanced. We gotta, you gotta live. Balanced. That's right. But this is the only body we have, so we gotta treat it like a temple. Yeah. So I would say that you want to take care of your body, but you want to have fun with it too. And I bring that philosophy into everything I do, and because I do a lot of um, recovery training with my clients, so a lot of my clients dealt with a lot of post and past injuries so we're trying to get them back to that pain-free working out and a lot of it's teaching them that you don't have to go super hard every single time i can put you through a workout with two bands and you can be drenching sweat oh, with yeah. these small 
exercises, but it's rebuilding that foundation. That foundation is key, but I always like to keep it light and keep it fun because I always say that fitness is a part of our lifestyle and you want it to be something that you enjoy to do. You don't want it to be a drag to go to the gym. You don't want to be a drag to do this. Like, yes, you're going to have up and down days where you don't really want to go and you kind of have to push yourself. But at the end of the day, you want to enjoy yourself, you know? So even in my group classes that I teach, like my group classes are hard. Like I always say that they are tough. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with every single person that I change, but no matter what, they always leave saying, this was a lot of fun. I had a time. And that's what I want to keep. I don't want to just kill you in the gym. I want to make sure that you enjoy it because if you enjoy it, you're going to come back. If you come back, you're going to continue to put your body in a situation that's going to help it. It's going to keep yourself out of the hospital when you're 80. Movement is medicine. It's going to keep you moving. Um, I know you can contest to this. You know the older couple in the gym, Mr. and Mrs. Rubin. Of course. Love the it. Rubens, they are fantastic. They are both 74 years old. They started here about two and a half years ago and they never really worked out a day in their life. Like they came from a time where like the gym just wasn't a thing. Like they yeah. wanted to have kids, have a family. And you know what I mean? So working out just wasn't something they would think of. COVID happened and they were like, we want to start a date night. So I don't know if you started, knew this, but started as, out as their date night. Yeah, yeah. Um, they started, they wanted a place to go outside. So that's why they came to Johnny Oates. Guys, these, this couple is 74 years old. They do three group classes a week. They do three of my group classes a week. My group classes are not easy. Let me just put that out there. Damon's seen some of them. They are not easy to do. They do three of those a week and they have a personal trainer that they see once a week. So they are working out four times a week at 74 years old. They have gotten stronger. They have lost some weight. They are moving better than they did 10 they years ago. And yet they're 10 years older now. Yeah. You know, they always tell me that, of course, they have to get some procedures here and there. You know, you are getting old. You have to take care of yourself in different ways. But they're like, all of our friends are like in and out of the hospital. They're getting dementia. They're going through all this stuff. And they're not because they're working out. Yeah. And it's fun for them. So I always say, like, my key points are, Make sure whatever you do fitness-wise, make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you have a good time. Make sure you go back, create that foundation because recovery is also important. And those preventative exercises as well. Make sure that we're incorporating those into our workouts because we want to stay healthy. You know what I mean? Injuries are not fun. And our best, like my goal is to make sure my clients do what they need to do foundational-wise so that way they can, because I have clients that love to lift heavy and do all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I want you to continue to be able to do that. But to do that, we got to do this, Absolutely. you know, and then just remember that movement is medicine. It doesn't matter your fitness level. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Find something that you love to do and start. It is never too late. Like Damien can contest this as well. The transformations we've seen in the gym environment, it's remarkable. It's crazy. I have this lady, she lost a hundred pounds in the past two years. Yeah, this is a member at the gym. So she lost a hundred pounds in like two years. Her name is Allie. If you see her, Johnny O's, give her a high five, man. She, it was, it was remarkable. And I didn't know this because I didn't meet her when she started off. So um, I've never guessed a day in her life that she was overweight when she showed me that and she showed me that progress. It's amazing what fitness can do. And now it's her lifestyle. So going back to creating fitness as a lifestyle. So um, that was kind of a lot. So my philosophy is kind of like, I wouldn't say all over the place, but it's just, you have like those foundational pieces, but you know, just do what you love, create that foundation and stay consistent. I love that, man.
I love that. Yeah. I 100% agree with you that, I mean, a lot of awesome points. The big one that you'll always hear me or people always hear me talk about is, like you said, the lifestyle aspect, but I dive into it in saying that, like you said, you have to enjoy what you're doing. There's mm-hmm. the rare exception, right? Some athletes, like, you know, yeah. at least said famously, like, I hate training every day, but I still do it. Like, I love it. Right. Yeah. Athletes uh, are different. <laughs> yeah. Athletes are different, right? Most, there's a reason most people aren't athletes. So whether it's your diet or your, your fitness, you have to find a way to make it fun or at the very least engaging. And what that means is like you mentioned, right? Your classes are hard, but that doesn't mean that they can't be fun. There's a lot of fun yeah. and engagement from accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I got pushed really hard. I maybe made the workout, do fun things like circuits or team builders or whatever, but, or the friendly competition can be fun, right? With yourself oh, yeah. or with your coach or with the other classmates. So having that can make things fun because that's what's ultimately going to have people going. And I do think there is still, you know, knowledge is always important for people, but oh, for- people, people know they need to work out. People know for the most part that doing some form of cardio and some form of resistance training is healthy, but just because they know that that doesn't mean they're going to change it. What it's about, I tell people that really fitness and coaching is about behavior change Mm because I can write a perfect program. I can give you, I can have all the certifications in the world, all the degrees in the world. I can be the best athlete. It doesn't matter if my client doesn't show up. Nothing, oh, none of that matters. For sure, man. And so to get people to show up, you got to make it realistic. You got to make it fun. You got to make it match for the person. Otherwise, mm-hmm. all that is useless. Oh, for sure. And I would say too, like there's people that I didn't train because I would see that we probably wouldn't match up. And yeah. it's just like, and I feel like when you have a trainer, it's a very, it's a lot of trusting. It's all trust. Like you have to trust them that they're going to get your body where you, where you want to be. But it's also trust because you're seeing these people like between two to four times a week. Like, you know, so it's like, I was, <laughs> I was joking around. I said like, I'm half trainer, half therapist because I hear yeah. about, you know. Oh you yeah. About- you hear all the wild things. <laughs> yeah. You hear about that trust of the client. So, but again, going back to what you were saying, showing up is the biggest thing. Like, you know, consistently the biggest thing, if you go hard for a month, but don't show up for three months, that month is not really going to matter because then you just fell off. So making an engagement, making them want to come back, making sure you guys have that tight-knit connection so that if no other reason than they want to see you and that's why they come to the gym to work out, you know, you want to make sure that you have that type of motivation as well. And it's because it's like we can write these amazing workouts. We can give you the best plans but at the end of the day, the client's the one who has to put in the work. We're not going to squat for you. We're not going to go in those runs for you. We're not going to do those foundational movements for you. You have to put in the weight for yourself. You have to want it enough to show up and put in the work. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I really like your emphasis on consistency too. This is perfect timing because New yeah. Year's is right around the corner. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> as a trainer, obviously, like selfish plug. It's a time when people want to get fit. Um mm-hmm. Personally, generally how I view New Year's, um, I'm not a big fan when it comes to the fitness industry. Um, Mm -hmm. Why do we care about people? Not us. I mean, in general, the fitness industry. Why is there so much concern about people's health now? Oh, because the bill's coming due, right? And people are trying to make a buck and capitalize on people's insecurities. Obviously, people in general, just it's, you know, like starting on Monday, it's it's a time stamp that people gravitate towards. I get that. And I don't, I'm not discouraging people from it. But understanding that you're getting all excited for New Year's, 
that's great, but don't go so hard that in a month you give up, right? Happens yeah. all the time, right? You haven't worked out in years or you maybe you barely work out and you're like, I'm going six days a week. You do it for two weeks straight, you get sick and sore and then you don't show up again until July. No, exactly. Or even worse, you try again next year. Exactly, you know? right? Oh, start next year, right? Start next yeah. year. Start. And before you know it, that's your life. Like not to not to sound grim, but like that's that's kind of how it works. And so what I say to people about it consistency is. is like consistent, good effort for how you're doing mm -hmm. that day. It's not exactly. going to be a PR every day. And this is not, you know, me saying you can't try and you can't push yourself. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying if you want to truly be successful, if you want to have the gains and the PRs more consistently and more long term, you have to do things in a sustainable, consistent manner. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Because, you know, every day is not going to be on day. No. That's one thing you have to learn about working out. You're not going to feel great every single you walk in there. Oh, yeah. Some Today, it was rainy, it was cold, it was windy. Half the people didn't want to go there. I had like 15 people show up at 6 a.m. this morning. That's what's Not up. really wanting to be there, but they know they, they needed to work out. And it's that consistency. And I always say, too, listen to your bodies. Our yes. bodies, us, it's a language that, you know, you kind of have to learn to understand because everyone's body is different. So you have to kind of learn how your body talks to you. Listen to your body. If your body is saying no, sometimes you have to go easier that day. Like oh, maybe yeah. The gym, hop on the stairmaster for 20 minutes, go home. But that was your good effort for the day. That's amazing. And I am proud of you. And I'm happy that you made the effort to even come in and show your face in the first place. You know, because it's absolutely like, we have to listen to what our body is telling us. Like I have people apologize, be like, Oh, I'm so sorry, I couldn't come to this class or couldn't do this or can do that. I'm like, listen, never apologize to me. If you were getting sick, if you were feeling sore to the point where you couldn't work out, that was your body telling you, like, hey. Let's slow it down. We got to take it easy today. Like, let's go do something else. Go do yoga. Go do something else. Go swim. Some type of like recovery. You can still move. Yeah. You don't have to go super hard every single day. That's how you burn yourself out. Yeah. Pe experience. People <laughs> don't fun. understand that, right? People don't understand intensity. People think intensity means I went this hard last session. This next session needs to be better and then better yeah. and then better and then better. Like apply that concept to anything in life. Like, in school, you have to get smarter every single day. Like, no, dude, there's going to be days where you have a headache and you can't fucking read a page on the book, right? No, exactly. Like, or even like look at life in general, like even in, so I was saying, compare it to something that you're good at. Like I have some people who are doctors, some people who are lawyers, some people who are, you know, hedge fund owners, people who are all different things. I'm like, compare your training to what you're good at. You go into work, you've trained all these years to be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. Did it start off like that? No. no. You had time where at the very bottom, you had to work your way up. Fitness is the same way. Not every day is going to be good days. You're going to have days where, you know, you want to fight your coworkers or it's just not working out or you're struggling with a project at work. Yep. Fitness is the same way. Every single day is not going to be on, but we have to go through those days in order to get to where we want to be, you yes. know? Yes. It, that's why I say going back, it's a lifestyle change. You know, it's if you, I agree with you when it comes to the fitness industry and the New Year's resolution, whatnot. I feel like they just do that to sell more memberships because usually people forget to cancel them. Yeah. And then yeah. they usually get like six months out of them before they realize they're not going to go back. Yep. So, you know, because it's not something that you should start January 1st. It's exactly. something that, you know, I always say like you can't wait until you're in 
better shape and to start working out. You can't wait until you're ready to start working out. Yes. You're never going to be ready. That's exactly. the sad part of it, but it's like, you're never going to be ready. Like, you know, but you have to start somewhere. So instead of saying, I'll start in a month when I go through this, 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 and this, do something today. You can go on a walk. You can go on like a light jog, go to the beach. I, in the summertime, I don't do it now, but in the summertime, I'll go to the beach two, three times a week. And I just, and again, it's fun. I snorkel a lot. So I'll dive down, I'll snorkel, hang out with the fishes, just swimming around in the ocean. And it's a lot of fun and it's exercise, but it's something yeah. that you want to do, but do something to just move. And I would say, just do something today. Absolutely. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do something today to start. Yes, and I I'm gonna let uh, my my non fitness pro listeners in on a little secret here. Mm-hmm. You ready? Social media, a lot of it's bullshit, especially on the fitness side. Oh, for and sure. <laughs> fitness professionals have off days, like in the gym. I'll give a perfect example, and this happens plenty of times in my life. I'm on week seven of a block right now, right? We're getting we're getting close. The deload is coming soon, okay? Because your boy's at like five sets for everything right now. <laughs> Repson Reserve is like zero to two. It's rough. <laughs> Last week, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes stress just accumulates. It's like last couple of weeks have been really busy work-wise in a good way, but busy nonetheless. A lot of cognitive stress at work, just like, a lot of meetings, a lot of interviews, a lot of evaluations, along with just my training schedule and just social life and life in general. So your boy was was stressed, but, and well, not but, but then I had to go to the gym and do my workout and I'm doing leg day. I got my first exercise. I got five sets of leg press scheduled. I get, Ray, I sit down, you know, when you're doing an exercise and you do like your warm up weight and you're like, yo, is someone touching the weight is someone fucking with oh, me right yeah. now because you're I like this feels you. like this feels like my max i'm doing leg press normally i do like 500 pounds or set of like six to ten i got three plates on. i'm doing like 270 and i'm like fuck yeah. and yeah. so I, I i bumped my volume down i did three sets with like 270 maybe i got up to like 300 and i kept mm. it there i did three sets of leg cinch instead of five and i did like two sets of hamstring curl instead of four and mm-hmm. I was a little mad at the moment. I'm like, damn, dude, like this is supposed to be like close to a peak week, but I was feeling crappy, but I felt better at the end having done it. And mm-hmm. now the next week feeling great, been sleeping good, stress is low and crushing it back in the gym. So effort in progress comes from the effort of how you're feeling for the day. We actually have like research mm-hmm. about this where people think, like I said, like I did this much this time. So I have to do this much next time at the gym. No, it's. How is your body like physiologically and psychologically doing today? And you need to push that envelope with what you have available. So if you're having a great freaking day, push yourself into the freaking ground, right? With respect, right? If you're having a crappy day, like Ray said, still show up, do something, but do it in a way that pushes you lightly because you're not feeling at your best. That is going to be infinitely better and help you progress rather than doing nothing at all because mm-hmm. one day turns to a week and maybe a week turns to a month and that's not saying you can't take rest days like i rest like two or three days a week sometimes oh. doing nothing but walking but yeah that doesn't mean that you have to just grind yourself into the ground until ultimately it's unsustainable and then like we said you end up back in the same situation you were in last time exactly 
And, you know, it's interesting because people ask me, like, oh, my goodness, you're so fit. You're so strong. You must work out like every day. And I'm like, no, I work out three days a week. My splits are different because, again, I'm a very active person, so I don't really plan my workouts. I tend to work out Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday because, again, I do jujitsu and then I'll go and do gymnastics on like Saturday. But it's like all just things that I enjoy that happen to be fitness yeah. related. Yeah. You know, but it's just like I don't kill myself in the gym in order to get my results. I've been there, done it. It doesn't work. It sucks. You feel crappy. If you're crappy and try to do a hard workout, you get that first set, you're more likely to get injured because now your body's not at the point where it's mentally able to push the way you need it to push. Yeah. You know, you're better off going down in reps, going down in weights, like and getting a good workout in than just totally failing or just even worse, getting the first exercise, feel like you're failing and just leave. Yeah. Like, you know, it's discouraging. And I know that you know this too. And it's just you know, it's exhausting, but the first question that we ask our clients is, how are you feeling today? Yeah. You know, literally, Absolutely. how are you feeling today? Because that answer dictates what we're going to do. Like sometimes they're like, Hey, I had a really bad day. Like, you know, it was a crap. You got to change all your programming. You're like, uh, fuck. <laughs> like, okay, bad. we're going to do this today. Yep. But they're like, you know, I, I just want to crush it. I want to sweat. Like, I want you to beat my ass today. I just want to go. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, bet. Let's get it. Like, you know, but you will, it's all about how that client feels. You know what I mean? It's not about what you want as a trainer. It's not about how you feel. It's, no, about it's not for us. How they feel. Like, you it's know what I mean? It's not for us. It's for them. So that's always the first question because you can have an amazing workout plan. But, you know, if they got two hours of sleep and came here just because they Ew. want to see your smiling face, you're doing something else. <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, let's uh, let's do a nice, thorough 15 minute warm up for you. Let's 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 no, talk exactly. about your week. Exactly. <laughs> I know Dude. one of my clients. Oh, you know her, Tara. You know, Tara. Oh, I love Tara. I really yes. love Tara. You know, if you guys don't know Tara. She's amazing. She's awesome. Like, yeah. you just have to know her. Yeah, awesome woman. But like someday she'll be like, Ray, can we just go on a long walk? So I take her outside. We're going like a mile walk. And those are the days where like she'll get two hours of sleep and she just wanted to get up and move because she knows she's a lawyer. So she knows she's going to be in court doing something all day. Mm -hmm. She was just like, I just wanted to leave my house and just do something, but I can't lift today. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And so, and she loves to walk. So I'm like, okay, we do like this mile circuit. And she was just like, thank you so much. I needed that. And you know, sometimes the people it's like, oh my goodness, she didn't do anything today, that day. But I'm like, no, she did what her body told her that she was able to do. Yep. You know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude. I, love <laughs> I love all that so much, man. Course, it it can't be said enough. So like all those coaches out there, just people who are gym goers or, or trying to be oh, gym yeah. goers listening, take it, take it from the pros, man. Doing something at the level you're at is going to be better than nothing for sure. Um, for sure. Now, I definitely got to hear about and I was excited when we were talking off air beforehand about kind of your, how you got into being a coach. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, so you, you come down here to Florida kind of on yeah. a whim, get to Lynn, do a little bit of track for a little bit. So walk me through how you then become a coach. How does that happen? Okay. So my senior year of college, I quit track. I just, I'm like, I'm not with this. So I quit everything. I stopped running unattached. I was just like, my body, I'm tired. I just want to be a normal person for once. Like as much as I love being an athlete, it feels good to have that control back in my life. And so I was actually, so started off my junior year, I got an internship at Johnny O's gymnasium. So I was actually doing marketing. Okay. For them. Yeah. Working with Mr. Johnny. And then one day he was just like, 
I need a coach. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> for a Wednesday class, I'm like, I never taught a day in my life, but I'll do it for you. And then I ended up teaching every Wednesday that whole summer. And it was like crazy because I've never taught classes before in my entire life. I'm like, this is a lot of fun, but they just need someone to cover. Was so this I'm right just, where I first met you? Summer of 21? Yep. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right when I started yeah. coming there. Yeah. yeah, so I wasn't even a trainer or anything. And so then when school started, I'm like, hey, I love this, but school's more important. I got to And then I was in track, so I'm like, this, I can't do it. And then I ended up quitting track, and I was just working out there, you know, just lifting heavy, all the fun stuff. And then one day, you remember Mark? Yes. When he was there. So one day, he walked into the given. My whole story is literally just like on a whim. So one day he walked into the lobby and goes, dang, I'm so busy. I really need some help. And I'm like, okay, I'll help you. And he was like, you're serious? And I'm like, yeah. He was just like, you'll get your certification? I'm like, yeah, why not? So <laughs> that's how we became a trainer. <laughs> wow. You know, and it was literally like, I wasn't even like thinking into it. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, let's do it. What's the worst that can happen? You know, the worst thing that can happen is I get certified, doesn't work out, but I have a certification. I learned how to take care of my body better. So I ended up shouting him for about like six months. I got my personal training license and working with him. That's how I got to get my start into the gym. But I was still like fresh new. So one of the things I struggled with in the beginning a lot as a trainer was the confidence. Because I would tell people looking to get into training, if you're not fully confident in who you are and what you're doing, people are going to look at you and be like, I'm good. I'm going to go to this person over there. Yep. So I wasn't able to sign clients because I didn't have that confidence. Even though I knew I was doing, I was just like, but I'm new though. And maybe they don't want to do this with me. And so it was kind of like shaky. And then I ended up getting like super sick. And so after that, I was just like, I ended up, we ended up splitting ways because I didn't even know if I wanted to become like continue training. So I was just like, let me just take a break. Um, I didn't take a break. I ended up getting a job at the Boca Raton Resort. Mm. And it was weird, maybe because I was like fully on my own at this point, something just like clicked on me. So I ended up working the resort. I did personal training there and I did group classes there. And then I was also teaching like one group class a week at Johnny O's Gymnasium, that Wednesday class. And I was just like, okay, you know what? It's not that bad. So I actually ended up getting some clients from the resort. Guys don't say this. And they came with I, me. I don't even know what we're talking about. I, I didn't even. Hear yeah. Anything. Yeah. No, exactly. Actually, we're not even in Boca. We're in Colorado. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> but anyway, so, and then something just clicked and I started just finding myself. And I realized like, cause again, I'm only 23 years old. I have been doing this for 10 years, but I kept on comparing myself to the people that have been in this industry for years and years and years and thinking that I can't do this because I'm not at the level where they're at, but I, I Imposter syndrome's I realize, real, man. <laughs> yeah. But then you realize like, okay, they don't even know everything like, yeah. you know? And so I'm just like, I no did what does. I can to constantly learn. So constantly reading articles, doing continued education, making sure that I have the knowledge that I need to better help my clients and also picking the brains of other trainers. Like I will say this, I watch every single one of Damien's videos. I love his videos. I love the way you break down things. Come yes, I show the love, man. Appreciate but, you. I love the way you break down things and I learn things from so, everyone. So then I started just accumulating knowledge. My confidence grew. I realized that I have to utilize my strengths, okay? 
I was an athlete. How can I use my training as an athlete to help my clients? Mm -hmm. And then from there, you're able to just grow and spread out. I started doing classes on like strength and conditioning to learn how to be a better strength and conditioning coach. Even though I don't train athletes, a lot of my clients love training like they're athletes. Yeah. So that's what I started to do. So yeah. I find my niche. I found my niche. I realized that people want to train like they're an athlete, train like they're doing something. So that's what I started doing. And then I started doing more classes and um, more knowledge on corrective exercises, preventive exercises and recovery exercises to better help my clients. So then my clientele kind of shifted away from the person who just wanted to go, go, go to the person who's just like, I hurt, but I want to work out, but I want to stop hurting. Yeah. Like, you know, so then I have a really good relationship with Justin at the gym too. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Justin guys. He is a phenomenal um, physical therapist. Um, he's literally a sea of knowledge. So he lets me pick his brain about everything too. And so I realized that becoming a trainer doesn't mean that you have to know everything right away, but no. you have to have that confidence within yourself. Like, you know, and then, you know, I heard you say this too before about red flags when it comes to trainers pay attention Appreciate is you. if your trainer says they know everything or has an answer to every single question, they are lying. They are wrong. Okay. I have to look things up. I have to ask questions. I never know everything when it comes to personal training. So mm -hmm. if you're a trainer looking to become a trainer, don't count yourself short because you don't have a knowledge of someone who's been in the field for 10 years. Yep. Obviously they know more. They've been in the field for 10 years, but they themselves are always learning something new. Fitness is always evolving. There's always something more than you can do. So oh, yeah. don't count yourself short, you know? And I realized like, and I think I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good trainer. I love what I do. You know, I'm able you're to You're a great trainer. I'm a great trainer. I'm trying to stay humble, man, you know? Nah, and no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna gas you up. I'm gonna gas you up. Yeah, <laughs> but and also I started group classes. So I love group classes. I love teaching group classes. They are absolutely fantastic. I'm an energy person, so I feed off of the energy that I'm with. So when I'm teaching people of like 30, 40, 50 people, it's like I I love you know motivating people, giving them a killer workout and just pushing them. Oh, yeah. So I like having like, for me, I love my personal training clients. I will not leave them for the world. They, they are amazing. Like, you know what I mean? You take that relationship, yeah. but I also love the group training and group training. I also like, because it allows people to work out in that group environment. You don't have to think you just have to show up and you have your workout. Yeah. Also I'm expensive. You're expensive. And I know yep. that, like, you know what I mean? Not a cheap and date. Group, <laughs> no, exactly. So group training allows people to kind of get more of that specific attention without having to break your wallet. So yep. I know you work with a lot of college students. Group classes are big with college students too. Mm -hmm. Allows you to get killer workouts. I say, especially learn. this last like month, I've noticed there's been so many oh, college yeah. students showing up. So many college students. And I'll get like FAU students. Um, I know Lynn just started up group training at Lynn University. Like everyone's realizing like, oh, this is the way mm -hmm. to do it. Like this is the way to go. And and I also love just commodity. Like I've had um these two people did my classes. They're now dating. Aww. So they're dating six months now. That makes me really happy. And you know Look people you, a relationship like, specialist too, man. I know, you know, <laughs> keep it action going on. You have people become friends there and it shows you that fitness like this is so much more than just fitness. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to try not to get emotional because I'm an emotional person. I will say that. Let it but out. when 
someone comes up and tells you that like, hey, all of this stuff was going on today. I'm going through, I'm not going to go into details, but like people go through some unimaginable things mm-hmm. and then they come in here and they're like, I needed this today. You don't know how much you just helped me today. Yes. It means and the world. it means the world because it's like, because you know, but fitness is so much more than just exercising, you know, mm-hmm. and being a trainer, it's so much more than just giving someone a good workout, asking how you're feeling, all the stuff we talked about before. You start to become that person's friend. Yeah. You start to become someone that they can trust. Like, and it's such a rewarding feeling to know that like, Hey, everything was crap in my life today, but I worked out and this helped me. This gave me the push that I needed to just be like, everything is okay. Let's just continue to move forward, you know, and that for me is the most rewarding thing because, okay, here's some of the tears because, you know, it's like, you hear some sad stuff, but it's like, they're like, but I need this for myself. And I'm so happy that you're able to help me on this journey. So for me, that's absolutely amazing. For a little bit, I worked with my church actually. Um, I'm very big in my church. I love God. I love spending time there. And we have a recovery section of the church. And I remember I was talking to some of the guys there one day and I didn't work with them personally, but they were talking about how fitness saved their lives as well. After they got out of the situation that they were in and, you know, they didn't know what to do themselves. They got addicted to the gym. Like, yeah. like yeah. it's weird to say, but they're like, I need to change my life. So I'm like, okay, I have all this energy and all this, you know, focus that I need to put somewhere. Cause it was for so many years, it was on drugs. It was on something else. I need to put on something else. So they put it to the gym and like people literally say this, the gym saved my life. Like I wouldn't be here without exercise. I wouldn't be here without fitness. And I feel like you realize that it's so much more. That's why I'm like, fitness is a lifestyle. It's not just going to the gym. You don't know what people go through to make it to the gym that day, just 100%. to be there to take care of themselves. So, and I can go on a tangent like that, but I'm going to stop it there. No, no. That's no, all good, I, man. I'm a cute crier, but no, man, I, I can relate to that so well. Like I won't mm-hmm. say names obviously for protection of my people, but like clients I've had who had PCOS and, you know, life altering diseases, come to me and say, you know, for the first time I'm off my medication for the first time, I don't have to do these tests anymore. Um, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z with my family. I'm able to go on that trip. I wanted to, and do what I wanted to. Um, I crushed the goal. I wanted to, I look and feel the way I want. Um, I've had a client who had a family member pass away right before our session. And I got to take their mind off of that for an hour. Like, Mm -hmm. like things like that, like you can't really put words don't do justice, like the emotional impact that that can have on people. And I'm not saying that, like when I say, you know, I get to do that, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm, I'm helping people fix their issues. It's like, no, but I at least am providing a space and a thing for them to do that helps them change their life. So ultimately they're the ones who are doing it. They're the ones putting in the work. I'm just, I'm just help guiding them through it, man. Um, so yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that, dude. There's, there's no better feeling at least that I've experienced really. No, for sure. Cause it's like that safe space. <laughs> and 
the way I see it kind of as a trainer is like, we're close to you because we see you like all the time, but we're outside your family. We're outside your friends. We're outside your circle. So like you can kind of, it's really clutch for them. Honestly, it's like the safest person. (laughs) You can name names. You can be say all the tea. You can go whenever you want and don't care because we don't know that person. Exactly. We're not telling Like I definitely care. But it's like, I don't have any feelings towards anyone because I'm not in your family. I'm not in your yeah, friend's yeah. circle. I'm your trainer. So it's like for the clients, it's like a safe space for them to just <sighs> breathe. You know what I mean? Hmm. And again, it could be something traumatic, sad that they went through that day. It could be that, you know, they want to just gossip about someone at work that day. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, it creates that safe space where they're kind of like able to open up with people that just are totally outside their day-to-day like lives when it comes like socially like you know so which i think is like pretty cool because i tell people i'm like listen it is cool bro you i hear the coolest things like i tell people like obviously work is work like we put effort and energy into what we do especially good trainers but like dude every i'll have like a conversation with a real estate agent, then a lawyer, then a doctor. Yeah. Then, we're, then we're talking shit about people. It's like, it's the greatest no, thing, No, exactly. Dude. Like, it's <laughs> like, I always say like some days I'll have like three, because again, like I know you work at FBU, I just work at Johnny O's. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll have like three to five people in a row in the mornings and it can be exhausting, but it's also interesting because it goes from, it's five different personalities, five different lives, five different people. Oh yeah. And it's like, um, it's like so crazy. And um, I'm adding this in because it's somewhat on topic. But like Andrew, for example, Taylor Swift, you saw that picture? Yes, of course I did. Shout out to Drew, um, man. Coach shout out Drew. to Andrew, man. So I'm not, no hate towards Taylor Swift. I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm not really a fan of the music. But I just thought that was really cool. And it's just yeah. like you meet some cool people in there. Like, I don't know if you met him. He's, um, he gets busy some days, but he's a music, he's a music producer. So he writes songs for like Ariana Grande, Maroon 5, like all these different people. He has like DJ Khaled calling up some days and it's like, it's crazy. I'm like, okay, but you meet these people. And what I love about the gym is that it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how little money you make. It doesn't matter how much money you make. You have to get fit. Like, you know, there's no substitute. There's no much money. Like, there's no amount of and money. You can't really you buy it. You can body. you can have better resources, but you can't really buy. No, getting exactly. Fit. <laughs> you can't buy getting fit. You can't buy that work that thing. Like you know what I mean. You could have someone who does at home workouts every single day. That's more fit than the person who puts in a thousand dollars a month to get personal training, but it shows up half the time. Right. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I love the gym because I feel like everyone's on the same page. Everyone's yes. at the same block. We are all equals. I don't care who you are when you step through the store. You are equal now. Like, you know what I mean? And I love it. Like, you know, it's awesome. It is dope, dude. I also like your convo on confidence. I, I feel like there's like, for those who are just listening, I'm, I'm making sounds <laughs> with my hands here. There's a confidence, like there's like a, an arc, like an anime, right? It's like the, you start, you build up as the lead character, you suck. Then you meet the main villain and you get smacked. Uh, like there's, there's an arc, right? So it starts yeah. off, like you start learning. You're like, oh my God, I know nothing. Then you get like your certification slash your first client. You're like, I know everything. I'm so then smart. Go- then it's like you meet some fitness pros or you come across a client that is like a little bit more complex. You're like, I'm an I idiot. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Then you hit rock bottom. And then you get this point. This is where I've been for a while. And like, it has like different iterations of this, but there's the, 
I know what I know. I pretty much, I think, know what I don't know at this point, which that's a big thing is like oh, knowing sure. what you don't know because that sure. sneaks up on you. And I'm comfortable with it. Like, yeah. I, I am very confident in what I do know, or at least confident in what I am unable to articulate at this time. Mm -hmm. And I can, my, my, one of my mentors said it best. It's like, I can help just about everyone, but I may not be for everyone or may not have the answer for everyone. And that is okay. Exactly. And I've and come to peace is. with that and what I have for people, man. And that's so important because like, even as trainers, we have to realize we're never going to be perfect. Like, especially these social media trainers. I'm like, they don't know everything. Yes, they're posting videos. No, every some of them day. have the dumbest stuff and they just have really good work ethic and genetics. But like you no, look at exactly. it from like a training perspective, like if you had a mom of four kids who hasn't worked out ever before doing that, like you're going to kill her. Like, no, exactly. but they look good. So, you know, they must know what they're talking about. Right. But that's not always the case. And it's like, you know, back to what you're saying, like, we know what we know, we don't know what we don't know. Like, we're always constantly learning, we're always trying to grow, but we can't, as trainers, beat ourselves up over for what we don't know. Like, for example, we all have things that we're better in and we specialize in, I would yes. say. And your clients kind of gravitate for you for the things that you possess. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So also, like, because I train all different types of clients, like, my oldest client, 62, um, he will beat any of you guys. He's a beast. Okay. He plays hockey every Sunday, plays golf. Oh, yeah. So age is just a number. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. And then I have clients who are 24, like, you know, so it's like, and everyone has their own needs, their own work ethics and whatnot. But, you know, we just, you just got to keep on showing up and realize that you may not be able to meet all of their needs, but you can always find out. Like I will sit there and do research sometimes with my clients and I'm like, I don't know, but let's find out together. So that way we can yeah. both know. Or like, I talk know, to other coaches or you, or yeah, you refer talk to them other out. Coaches. And that's okay because it's like, they won't. And this is one thing that took me a while to come like to get over was that I'm like, oh, they're going to think about, I can't do my job if I don't know this. And like some people do, I will say that yeah. some people, if yeah. you don't know the answer to every single question, you can't do your job, but that's not realistic. Cause like both my parents are physicians. They don't know everything. They're doctors. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They have to research things all the time. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they can't do their job or they shouldn't be seeing you because they had to look up like something on Google, like, you know? And it's also being humble in the sense of like, everyone has ego, but it's like, step back for a minute. Why am I doing this job? It's to help my client. Exactly. So I am willing to look stupid if it's in the service of my client. I'll give an example. I do a little bit of strength and conditioning, but obviously I'm not training pros every single day. Like some of our coaches are like Drew, like we were just mentioning. Yeah. So I was working with an athlete or a, a, a high school athlete who was trying to get on his football team. Um, Very athletic kid. And he actually had to do like prep for like a small school combine that included a 40 yard dash. We got his form down pretty good. We got his technique. We got his time down. Everything looked great. But there was like certain things with like his setup that I thought I knew and that I was like breaking down pretty well, but I wasn't sure. And so Drew was there. And in the moment, I'm like, hey, Drew, I think I got this stuff down. Here's what I'm thinking. Let me know your thoughts. And I had him watch my athlete go. And he gave me some pointers. And it was great because it, it ended up helping my athlete help my kid out to where he could be better in his form. And that's going to be better, I think, ultimately. And again, you know, some people might think like, oh, you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, that's on them, dude. Like I saw an opportunity to help out my athlete and gain some knowledge myself. Why wouldn't I take that opportunity from an expert who's Absolutely. right by me? 
No, absolutely. I feel like it's very important to be able to humble yourself to know that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm bringing up Justin again, because I asked Justin for a lot of help because a lot of my clients need that preventative work. And I'm like, hey, they're having this, this, and this. Can you watch, do you have like two seconds to watch this just to make sure that they are doing it correctly? Or do you have any pointers on like something that they can do at home or outside the gym that's also gonna help them reach their goals? And, you know, he'll give me pointers on what to do. And I am so thankful for him and for those pointers that I got from him. Because again, at the end of the day, it's going to help my clients. And that's what I want. Yes. You know what I mean? If I go have to go talk to the president of the United States to make sure that you got your training down, so be it. <laughs> you know, so right. but, you do what you got to do it, for your people, man. Exactly. You know, because this is the only bar we got. And we do this at the end of the day because we love it. And I always say, if you want to become a personal trainer, if you don't love helping people, go look for a different job because you're going to be miserable. It's not it because it's a lot of work. I wake up at 4.30 every single morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a night person. I like to sleep, but we're (laughs) up because I love to be there. And I remind myself, I say to myself every single day, no joke. I'm not just saying this because I'm a podcaster. I look good. I say to myself every single day, you're doing this because you love to be there and you love to help people every single day it's a constant reminder that i'm not doing this not only for myself but because i love helping people and i'll have days where i feel like crap like today i was having a tough day like i was not feeling the best a lot of like family things going on i'm just like i wasn't feeling it yesterday too it was just a tough week mentally and yesterday when i was about to teach my class 10 minutes into the class i was just like this is why I love you guys. And I started to feel so much better helping people because they were just so happy to be there. So happy to work. And I realized yeah, I was lifts you up. and it literally lifts up my spirits. I left there that day. I had to go to jujitsu after I got to jujitsu in a 10 times better mindset. And so I crushed that workout. Like, you know what I mean? I came home feeling accomplished. I'm like, okay, my day didn't start off the best. Like I was in a mood. I could have gotten out of the mood, but I decided to stay in that mood. You know, we all have those days too. Yeah. And But they help me just as much as I help them. Yes. And it's like weird to think about it in that way because we view ourselves as like the caregivers. But sometimes we have to realize like, you know, you guys help me just as much as like I help you at the end of the day. Like yeah. I say that a lot with my kids. I love working with kids. I got my young athlete classes that I teach on Tuesdays and Thursdays at Johnny O's. And then I also work as a gymnastics coach. Um, gymnastics coach is pure. Like I don't make like, you know, fortune out of the coaching the kids, but I'm there because I love to be there. Yeah. I love those kids. And there are some days where like I had uh, one of my closer friends pass away sadly a few months ago and I had to go to work. And um, I was, I was super sad. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I can even be here, but God put on my heart that like, just show up. Like, you know what I mean? Just show up. And by the end of the day, I was smiling. I was laughing. I almost cried up because the kids didn't realize that just by being dumb, they helped me take my mind off of what was going on and smile and kind of look at the brighter side of things, you know? So it's. Kids have that infectious spirit about them, don't they? Oh, I love them. I love them. When they're on there, when they get on one, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're amazing, you know, so, but 
to kind of sum that all up, being a trainer is so much more than what people think. It's so much more than what social media depicts. It's so much more than what your average chain gym predicts. And like um, projects, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You're able to help people. You're able to help yourself. And it's a relationship that you're constantly making with people that is beyond special, yeah. you know? And it's just, it's equivalent of going to the barber for guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? no. And it's a very special connection. It's a special relationship. And I say, if you want to become a trainer, get ready for your good days. Get ready for your bad days. You know, go back, take notes on this, <laughs> on this podcast, you know? But just know that just have confidence in yourself and be ready to just have those moments where you just have to take a step back and be like, wow, like I really helped guide this person to where they are right now. Guide this person past all these things. Because I don't say you coach as a trainer, you guide as a trainer, but you don't do the exercise as a trainer. So you help the clients get there. But it's an amazing field to go into, guys. So. It really if you don't is, like man. Early, get past that too. <laughs> it really is, man. If you're not inspired by what Ray Ray has to say, I don't know what to tell you. Ray, the only other thing I wanted to ask, because I know we talk kind of daily, but I haven't dived too much into this either. You know, do you have any kind of like future plans, like with yourself as a coach, as a professional? Ooh. Is it kind of like how you got in, just riding the wave and see where it goes, or I'm you a, got some big things coming up? Person, I'm a ride the wave type of person. I go with the flow. I go where God takes me. I always say I suck at planning life. And whenever <laughs> ask me, where, where do you pitch yourself in 10 years? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be in a month if I'm being honest, hopefully here. <laughs> like, you know, but I like to make the most out, most out of each day. Like my philosophy just by living is I want people to see the joy in like through me. So I just want to be joyful every day. I want to be, you know, happy. I want to be safe i want to be stable i want to have the tools that i need to do have in order to do what i need to do in the future you don't want to just be lazy and expect things to come with you you still got to work yeah. for it like no but i don't know like i have things that i've always wanted to do like i want to get back into broadcasting i said i told you before i used to have my own radio show mm-hmm. and i love that that's something else that brought me a lot of joy um maybe you start your own podcast to, no ex- maybe who knows I'd listen. <laughs> I'll be your first subscriber. <laughs> yeah, but I have no no idea where I want to where I'm going to be in the future, and I don't really know what I want for my future because I feel like every single year, because I'll come back to this point next year and be in a completely different mindset, a completely different position in life. Yeah, you know, last year on this time, I was in a completely different space, mentally, spiritual, physically every aspect of myself. So I always say that I like to have the tools that I need to do to do what I need to do. Um, don't be dumb, save your money, be smart about it. Like, you know, like don't go up on vendors, be like, no one loved ones, YOLO. No, be smart. Don't be that person. <laughs> but also don't stress about what you need to do in life because life is going to be like, hey, you thought actually we're going to do this. Like I went to school for communication. Like I was a communication major. I started doing stuff in broadcasting. Um, you don't know this about me, but I actually work as a photographer. I do event photography on the weekends. Oh, nice. I one or two events each month. So I do that. And I actually, I worked for Atlanta University's marketing department for 
their digital marketing. So I thought I was going full in on that side. Like I was starting to get build up my clientele. I was making good money off of it. I had a great relationship with Lynn University in their athletic departments, editing the videos, making the videos, editing the pictures, all that fun stuff, you know, doing the events. And I loved it. And then I became a personal trainer. Yeah. I never thought about becoming a personal trainer ever in my life. You don't wake up as a kid and be like, I want to work in fitness. Like right, right. I'm that person, you know, but fitness has opened up the doors for me to do so many of the things that I've dreamt of doing. And I'm so thankful. So I say, don't try to plan out your life to T to the point where you stress yourself out or get depressed because it doesn't go the way you want. Allow yourself to have flexibility. Again, don't be dumb. I don't know what dumb means for you, but don't be dumb. This is your side. <laughs> oh, there's definitely dumb things you know? out there. Like yeah, you said, like, don't blow your money. Save up. Be smart. So, yeah, <laughs> friend groups, like, you know, don't be stupid about things. But also don't stress. Life is too short to stress. Like, you know right. what I mean? That's Work right. hard. Be great at whatever you're doing. And just allow, just ride the wave. Like, you know what I mean? See where life takes you. That's like nice. life is too short to stress about life. Like I even, um, I'm going to say this real fast, quick story. I was a 4.0 student in college. I did really, really good in school. Um, very good at academics. I never did homework at home ever. I always said, if I didn't get it done in class or in the two hours I allowed myself after school, it just didn't get done. I wouldn't allow myself to stress about school or like something as simple as that. I'm like, Life is bigger than my eight page paper that's due on Friday. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to relax. I'm going to rest. I'm going to get the sleep that I need to get in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of myself. The next day, we're going to try again. Yep. Like, you know, obviously, guys, again, don't be stupid if you're a college student. Don't procrastinate till it's due the day before or you will be stressed. Yes. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> this is like, um, but there's always things that you can do for yourself. Like, take care of yourself first. Like, you know, life will have life, life will happen. Life will go in whatever direction that it takes. You can't plan for anything, but take care of yourself. Yeah. I would say just, this is the only body we got. This is the only mind we got. My clients, Mr. Rubin says, don't stress. You will lose your hair. So if that's any motivation, if you're not stressing for any reason, besides losing your hair, do that. Yes, but that's it. One thing. And so basically, I have a future. I just don't know where this. <laughs> no, I mean, in the future is uncertain for the world. It's uncertain for yeah. ourselves, especially in our age group. You know, I call your 20s your quarter life crisis. So life is changing and that's yeah, normal. Everything but is the end of the world. <laughs> that's one thing I know for certain is that Ray Ray is going to be helping people change their lives for the better. So that that's I know is definitely for. in your future. That's all we can ask for. I just want to help people whatever way that takes let it come, let it all come, you know? That's right, man. That's right. Ray, I appreciate you, girl. Thank of you course. so much taking the this time awesome. on your busy, busy day. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Anything you want to plug, socials, anything yes. like that. So I'm mostly I'm on social media, guys. So go follow my Instagram. It's going to be my name. So my name is Rayma. It's R. <laughs> I call her Ray Ray. That's just my fun. That's my fun nickname for her, but it's Rayma. <laughs> um, you know, best person you met ever, you know, all the fun stuff, whatever you want to use. But my Instagram is going to be R-H-E-M-A Rayma. And there's me underscore LP. Super simple. Um, I'm on Instagram quite a bit. I love, so I post a lot of my group fitness activities. 
and all those workouts on there. And again, I used to be a gymnast, so I like to post like things I do in my lifestyle as well. So to keep you guys motivated, also entertained, because you know, we do go on in social media to become entertained as well. And of course, Johnny O's Gymnasium, you guys can find me there. If you ever want to come and take one of my classes, I teach 10 classes throughout the week. I teach um, Wednesdays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, said that a little wonky, 8 a.m. and 5.30 on Tuesdays, noon and 5.30 on Wednesdays, and then 6, 8, and 5.30 on Thursdays. And then, of course, I have my big Saturday boot camp that I do. Make sure you guys come out to my Saturday boot camp. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. We get, like, between, like, 30s, like, 45, 50 people come on out. Oh, it's a vibe. We just have a good time. We just have a good time. I'm not going to say anything else. That one's at 9 a.m. So again, find me at Johnny O's, my Instagram. Damon's going to link it in the bio as well. So you guys can just click on that. And this was an honor. Like, I didn't think we would be talking for this long. I'm not going to lie. But I'm this was you're having fun. Then. Yeah, we get to know each other a little bit better as well. So, and also, um, I have not forgotten about the cookies. I'll bring the brownies, bring the cookies. Cookies are coming. You know, so <laughs> that's right. Get that going. But thank you so much for asking. This was a lot of fun for me. So I'm actually going on vacation tomorrow. So this was like a nice way to end my work week and kind of deload before I head on out tomorrow. So heck yeah, man. Well, happy vacation to you. And yeah, thank, I'll, be, I'll you. be sure to put all that down in the description, her socials, where to find her on Johnny O's. Be sure to check Perfect. her out for sure if you're in the area. Um, y'all know where to find your boy socials at the underscore shift underscore method. Hey, I know this is coming out on the 18th. I'm sure some of y'all haven't done your Christmas shopping yet. I got 20% off all my custom templates. So if you're trying to ball on a budget, you want to buy a program for yourself, for a loved one, they're 20% off right now. So just over 60 bucks. It's an eight week template, four different goals you can buy from. You get access to the app, gives you videos that you can see through train heroic and you have these programs for life. So you can reuse them as many times as you want. Again, that's 20% off. I got the codes up on my social media. Uh, also 10% off all clothing on the apparel store. So that's going all the way through until the new year. So if you want to cop some shirts, some shorts, some water bottles, whatever you want, you can get 10% of all that off at the shiftmethod.org slash store. I'll be sure to put that on the description below. Ray Ray, appreciate you as always, girl. Have a wonderful vacation. Have a good night. You too, right? you too. Have yeah. a great night. Later, Bye. everyone.